Greetings, brothers and sisters. This is Professor Spira, and welcome to the Mucus Free Life Podcast, episode number 12. And uh, I have a great show for you today. We are going to get into it. We are going to talk about the so-called coronavirus, COVID-19, and the hysteria, the absolute insanity that has been accompanying this particular outbreak or perceived outbreak and the manufactured consent that is accompanying this entire process is uh, unprecedented. I've, we've never seen the, the closures uh, worldwide of uh, uh, the, the level of quarantine, the level of closure that is not in any way appropriate to the number of people that are even claimed to be afflicted by this issue. We're going to get into it. And so I'm not going to just right off the bat totally just dispel and say, okay, there's there's no such thing as viruses or there's no such thing as bacteria or we're not extremists. That's not the approach that I'm going to take. I'm going to take an analytical approach where we start from the beginning and this will sort of piggyback off of and be a bit of an example from last week's discussion about how to do research, how to think about things and analyze things in an original kind of way. And one of the things you do first and foremost is examine the definitions and the etymology of the terms that are being used. Then you move into examining some of the concepts or the philosophies that surround the term, uh, the cultural context, historical context, examine the history of, uh, of whatever it is that you're dealing with, and, uh, and then start to get into some deeper analysis of where has the impression gone wrong, where where and why is the definition so compromised? Who does that? Why do they do it? Is it, is it ignorance? Is it somebody on the levers of control trying to control the masses? Is there a mass extermination that is afoot? And these are all theories that different people have that are coming and looking at this topic from different points of view. And one of the things that I try to do in these kind of discussions is I at least will acknowledge different points of view as opposed to the approach of just of just immediately dispelling. It's like, oh, there's not nah, 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 like where you don't want to even hear it. Just no, nah, nah, that ain't nothing. Nah, nah, nah. And then you're not you're not having a dialogue. You're not listening and you're not going to get to a precise, fruitful analysis of anything when you have that kind of approach. And so I like to start from the beginning, start from the very words and definitions that make up whatever it is we're discussing. So to get into this, the first thing that comes to mind for me when we look at what's happening out here is the term plague. If you uh, go to etymology.com or check out any etymology dictionary, 
Plague is from the late 14th century plague, or affliction, calamity, evil, scourge. Early 15th century malignant disease from the old French uh, plague, from Latin, uh, late Latin plaga, used in Vulgate for pestilence. From the German plague and the Dutch plague, meaning epidemic that causes many deaths, is from around 1540s, specifically in reference to the bubonic plague from the 15th century, the 1600s. A relevant, specific definition of plague, of a virulent, contagious, febrile disease that is caused by a bacterium, the Yersinia pestis, and that occurs in bubonic, pneumonic, and septicemic forms. And, and let's take a look at those words. Bubonic, causing or characterized by swollen, inflamed lymph nodes in the armpit or groin. Pneumonic, of relating to or affecting the lungs. Septicemic, septicemia, invasion of the bloodstream by virulent microorganisms and especially bacteria along with other toxins from a local seat of infection accompanied especially by chills, fever, and frustration. So it's important sometimes to take a couple extra moments, and even if you think you know a word, take a look at it, because sometimes you know these words have been put in place when you're talking about the medical sciences and sciences in general and any, a lot of academia, uh, and I come out of there so I know this little trick, which is to create these words that... Or that that just sounds so like you know pneumonia, pneumonic, bubonic. That's it's it's most people don't take a moment and say, okay, wait, we're talking about inflammation in the lymph lymph nodes. Okay, we're dealing with the lymph system. Pneumonic related to uh, inflammation in the lungs, issues of the lungs, secretion of mucus in the lungs. Again, we're now we're dealing with that that lymph again, septicemia. You know, now the invasion of the bloodstream with stuff that doesn't belong in there. What do you got? What what's the body's reaction to that? To eliminate cold and flu-like symptoms are all about elimination. So something foreign entering the body can trigger an elimination, which is a great thing. Which is something to be happy about not to lament over so next on my list of definitions to consider pandemic and they recently just have uh, they the uh, was at the, the world health organization has declared what's going on now a pandemic and the that word means the incident to a whole people or region of diseases uh, 1660s from the Latin pandemus, from the Greek uh, pandemos, pertaining to all people, public, common, from pan meaning all, and demos meaning people, modeled on epidemic, and is distinguished from epidemic, which usually connotes a limited area where a pandemic is, uh, is able to go from continent to continent, location to location. So uh, let's look at this term germ. Arnold Eret brings up something called the germ theory, 
Uh, germ is a small mass of living substance capable of developing into an organism or one of its parts. So what's a virus? Any of a large part of sub-microscopic infectious agents that are usually regarded as non-living, extremely complex molecules that typically contain a protein coat surrounding an RNA or DNA core of genetic material, but no semi-permeable membrane that are capable of growth and multiplication only in living cells and that cause various important diseases in humans, animals, and plants. So what is then the germ theory? Uh, that's the theory that germs are the primary cause of important diseases in humans, animals, and plants. Lesson six in the mucus's diet healing system Arnold Ehret says medical physiology, pathological physiology, continues to find diseases, that is the cause of disease, with the microscope. And germ theory is now, quote, fashionable. They will never find the truth and never understand what disease is as long as they have a fundamentally wrong conception of blood circulation. And I would add that as long as they have the the wrong conception of elimination, total wrong conception of elimination. We've all been oriented to treat this treatment-based theory and concept or practice, treatment-based practice. Every time something doesn't feel perfect and the body might be going through its eliminative process, we go grab for whatever nasty chemicals that just complicate matters suppress the body's ability to do what it is designed to do which is to throw off and eliminate that with which it does not need if it doesn't need that virus to trigger an elimination you will not have an elimination it needs a host it needs something to to to, to get into if you don't have and are not permeated with a lot of filth, a stagnant lymph system, 32 feet of impacted intestines, decades-old feces stones, worms. If you don't have all of that going on, it is going to be much harder for any anything that is foreign to the body to thrive. You have made yourself immune and if you're not as clean as you need to be, then you will have an elimination be triggered if the body comes into contact with something that it doesn't like. In cases where people don't survive, what are they eating? What did they eat for years before, during, and at the end of their life? Because I can guarantee that it wasn't fruits and green leafy vegetables. It wasn't a life of mucus-free living. When you look at, and you can look at the case studies, look at the, the people that have been in this current corona, which we're going to get to talking more details about that, but look at the people that are passing away. They're not, it's not fruits and green leafy vegetable folks. It's fish, rice, a lifetime. Cause I'm, and I don't want to hear about you know someone that's been doing something for a couple years. When you've been doing something for a lifetime, rice and fish, rice and fish, or beef and this, or pig and what, whatever it is that you've been doing 
for a lifetime. Now you've already made your decision. For decades, you've been making a decision. And when something is knocking on your body's door saying, I, I want a little bit of that, you got to, you, mm-mm. I mean, he's <laughs> like these little germs, these little things, they're, they're looking at you like, mm-mm-mm, that's, mm, yeah, that, that looks like a good host. Totally just, just 50 pounds of feces in the, uneliminated feces in the bowels. Ooh, they're getting hungry. See, that's the thing that we understand. We're so reactionary. Why wait until... Like th- this energy that people have right now and this fear and this sort of focus on, okay, what, what can we do? You should have had that 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago or with your, or and really your ancestors should have had that. Reality is we haven't, but don't go crazy now. We get a lot of flack and peep from people that are saying, oh, you guys, Oh, you focus too much on diet or, you know, you're not enjoying yourself. You got to live a little bit. You got to, you know, you only live once, blah, blah, blah. Then this kind of thing happens. They're locking themselves inside their homes. They're scared to go out in public. They're hoarding hand sanitizer. What happened to, oh, you, you only live once. You're not going to your hockey game. They canceled the hockey games. And all of the sporting events in America, they're canceling them. That's letting, hey, and we, like I said, we're going to get to, <laughs> we're going to get to that. That level of fear is something that you don't have to have that. <laughs> Those of us that have been in line or are at least making a good effort to be in line with nature's laws, we're not cowering in the corner, scared that somebody is going to talk to us and we're going to breathe in something from them and then become incurable and and pass away. I mean, I love I love being free of that. I love being free of that fear. That is nice. That's that's a nice. There's a lot of hard things about practicing the mucus's diet and living this lifestyle. Very hard. I mean, I never want to get on here and and try to make it seem like this is a walk in the park super easy to do this is hard but it's hard in ways that you don't want it to be hard that most people don't want it to be hard people don't want it to be socially hard see it's not going to be hard in the way that you know people are used to stimulation hard that athletic type of hard go into the weight room and i'm gonna you know i'm gonna be in here four hours a day and work and 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 you know build my muscles up and my endurance and blah that type of that's a stimulation based hard that's hard coming out of being stimulated all the time or even the uh academic kind of hard which you know going into the library for six seven hours uh and doing these intensive research intensive writing projects that's that's also a stimulation it's this not physical now now you're talking about a the brain uh more of a mind process and focus all that energy and stimulation is going into the mind but it's still that kind of thing but all of that energy what if that was put into getting in line with nature's laws allowing 
the waste to leave your body. Don't wait until you're scared of catching something that that who ca- you know who cares. <laughs> that energy should be now. I mean that, and I, and it's it's frustrating for us because it's we're very consistent. You know, we've said the same thing for years and years and years, and generally speaking, the majority of people laugh in our face like ah you guys whatever whatever or they're well they (laughs) or they're disgusted if we show them pictures of what's actually inside them pictures of mucoid plaque and the worms and blah 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 uh and (laughs) we had a a great post in the in the uh, facebook support group uh last week where uh someone had a big strand, a big mucus, uh, uh, mucus strand that looked like it was probably like 24 inches long, and uh, and they actually got video of it, just just hang, just hanging, hanging out of their bottom, and, uh, <laughs> and I was saying, well, that's welcome to the mucus diet healing system right there. That's what we're dealing with. That's the reality of this. This isn't. You know, we're not we're not trying to sugarcoat stuff and trying to do all this false positiveness that you see in some of the plant based, you know, where everybody's always so so chipper and happy and politically correct. And uh, to use uh, I hate that term, you know, woke, especially since it was stolen years ago from uh, the so-called black consciousness community. But, you know, but that whole that whole thing of people, you know, being so. uh so woke. I'm going to move down and going back to the mucus's diet healing system. You know, Eric talks about the, uh, let's go to the, actually, let's go to the speak at the stomach. And Eric says, uh, well, Eric, as the stomach says, the resisting bulwark and greatest counterforce, the greatest impediment that makes it possible to prevent this germ depository of all diseases is chronic constipation, the obstruction of the end of my drainage pipe, the rectum, of the upper portion of my auxiliary organ, the intestinal canal, only one part need be mentioned here. Naturally, a machine will run for a time with a clogged-up oiler, or without same, but only until it becomes burning hot. Vitality equals power minus obstruction. That should be the focus. Instead of Walgreens and CVS Pharmacy and all of these stores selling out of hand sanitizer, what should they be selling out of? Everybody? (laughs) Enema bags. It should be hard to find an enema bag right now. What else should they be selling out of? Boxes of lemons should be just flying. Now, those of us doing this, we're the good news is that since nobody knows that that's what they should be doing and that that's the that that's what should be expensive. That's what <laughs> the should be regarded very highly right now. They are available, and we can continue to get them. We don't have to fight for. We don't have to fight other people to get our enema bags and to try to get some lemons and our distilled water. And you know, we're, we're not. Nobody knows. But if this was a more conscious society right now, then instead of 
hand sanitizer, antibacterial soap, uh, as, I, as Dr. Morris would say. Why you want to try to get rid of all of the <laughs> all the bacteria? You know, it's uh, it's it's insane. The miraculous changes that an enema bag, a little bit of water, a little lemon juice, a little bit of fasting properly, some fruit. The miraculous things that that can do, but we are so far away from that as a society, you know, as a, the larger society, so far away from it. And so in some ways, the, what, what we do and part of practicing mucus's diet and being in this lifestyle is in some, sometimes you become the local prophet, not because you want to, but, and not because you think anything, it's just you're thinking on a level and you're able to see with a clarity that no one else is picking up on. So you start saying things that sound very prophetic to people. And they're like, wow, you know, and they're just sort of in awe, but they're not listening. They're not following up with questions to see if they understand you correctly. They, you know, wow. And then they move on and eat their their, their chicken sandwich on donut. But what in these kind of times, what we do is we we sit there and just I mean, it's it's like watching the drama unfold again, the tragedy of nutrition. This is the the tragedy. This is the tra the tra a tragedy is, is a play. We're watching the play of the hysterical, the hysteria of the ignorant, the hysterical ignorant. Running around like, like 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 ants that you know you threw some some acid on a ant field and the ants start freaking out running around. That's what people are doing, just total fear. And but what we end up doing is laying in the cut, just watching it and just saying, basically <laughs> basically saying to each other, we told them so. We this. We've been talking about this for years and years and years, and only now do they start re they do they start really taking life seriously. But before all this, now they're the ones running all around or trying to travel, trying to do this and that. Their freedom's getting taken away. They're scared their life's going to be taken away. Now they want to get serious, but when we're talking about the way to prevent the actual killers on this planet, the heart diseases and the strokes and so on and so forth, when we want to have an urgency and an energy and an intentionality around eradicating that, around putting policies in place to help society overcome that, we're laughed out of the room. And so our situation saddens me. I take no pleasure and as many times as I am compelled to say, I told you so, when things go down, things that we say over and over and over again, I wish that I didn't have to say that. I wish that I couldn't say that. But until folks start waking up, and whether you get the information from us, somebody else, or yourself doing the work, this is about the work. The information help you get into the work. We can share information. We can't do the work for you. You got to do this work. So you have to earn your immunity. 
See, people feel so entitled to their life, just entitled to all of the uh, the trappings of the pus and mucus based society and world. Mother Nature has a different message, has a different conception. Those that don't abide by the rules, whether you know what the rules are or not, those that don't abide will be eliminated. So why are we so surprised? Elimination, transition and elimination. It's what it's all about. Whether you're talking about the earth, in nature, transition and elimination. I mean, that'd be a homework assignment. Uh, if I was, this would, I'd have to be teaching. I mean, every, this would be good for uh, older people, but this was the kind of assignment you would give to, you know, an elementary school. Say, okay, go home, look around your house, go outside, look around at nature, write down how many examples of transition can you find? How many examples of elimination can you find? Just observing the natural world. Nothing more natural than transition and elimination. And so if you can't look and see that when these, this, these things happen, where whatever the cause, now we have our opinion of the cause of all of this, the found, whether it's direct or indirect, it's all coming from the pus and mucus-based eating of humanity. And every once in a while, Mother Nature pops up and, and, and really resoundingly because most people aren't picking up on the subtle message. So it gets louder and louder and louder until millions of people have been eliminated in the hopes that the people left will wake up and that the people left will say, okay, maybe we're doing something wrong. Maybe we need to change something. But no, what ends up happening is we blame a critter or a germ or a virus or an animal or we blame the billionaires. They're, they're, they're manufacturing ways to kill us all and, and exterminate. Let me tell you something. Mother Nature, none of these so-called exterminators can hold a candle to Mother Nature. With that said, let's take a look at the history of pandemics. Every time someone talks about this, this pandemic and all, these, all this stuff, they should also be mentioning how common this is throughout history. The elimination of large numbers of people at once and 10 and and, and historically speaking, large numbers of people that have been living against nat natural laws, eating very unnatural diets, pandemics, epidemics, plagues are common and they are the rule, not the exception. They are natural in an unnatural world. I know people don't want to hear that. They don't. That's not a it's not a warm and fuzzy message. But based on historical analysis, based on there's what's happening now, it's happened before, it's going to happen again, and we need not worry about, again, the people, there's the conspiracy theories of folks that are trying to do population control and all this kind of stuff. I've, I've looked into those, those kinds of things. I try to look into most things that 
pass through over my desk. I'll take a look. But I'm not convinced that because I don't want to I don't like to give these guys that kind of power, first of all. And second of all, yeah, there's of course you can there's manufacturing of uh, viruses and and other things that happen and all that is there. But when Mother Nature shows up, it makes all of these these folks look like like little kids playing in the sandbox. Because Mother Nature has got a whole different thing. And when you when judgment has been put upon you, it's too late. And that's the press. People don't like that. It's just it's oftentimes too late. So if you have this, if you're hearing this message now and you're not sick now, this is your opportunity. Immediately buy an enema bag and lemons. Start doing enemas today. Don't wait till tomorrow. Do it today. If you're serious, if you're not serious, if you're into the whole, you know, well, you only live once. You're going to go out to the club tonight. You know, you're going to go do whatever you're going to do and, and you'll worry about your health later. Do, you know, do your thing. But don't you dare be scared of some pandemic because you don't care or you'd be working already. You'd already be putting the work in. Clean yourself up. Make yourself immune from any of this nonsense out here. And don't let the fear take over. Uh, uh, remove the fear. Put the work in so that you don't have to be scared. So on history.com, they, uh, I'll quote them directly here. So there's a page on the history of pandemics, and they say communicable diseases existed during humankind's hunter-gatherer days but the shift to agrarian life 10,000 years ago created communities that made epidemics more possible. Malaria, tuberculosis, leprosy, influenza, smallpox, and others first appeared during this period. Nobody has the analysis. Maybe, maybe this past 10,000 years of humans getting further and further and further away from nature, maybe... When millions of people would die within a short period of time, maybe we should learn from that and learn that going further and further away from nature in terms of the dietary. And I'm, when I say further from nature, I'm focused on the diet part. That's the foundation of, of all the rest. I'm not interested in somebody is, well, you know, you eat a filthy diet, but I I live a natural lifestyle. I'm, I'm off the grid and I do this. But you're, the whole point is by polluting yourself, you can be as off the grid as you want to be. In, in 2020, that's not good enough. We got to have the diet together. Continues to say the more civilized humans became building cities and forging trade routes to connect with other cities and waging wars with them, the more likely pandemics became. A few of the timeline thing, I'll try to uh, try to kind of go through this. But again, this this is coloring something, and this is only what's recorded. That we don't we only have we don't have even have that much information. Uh, we go back so 430 BC in Athens is the earliest recorded pandemic, which happened during the Peloponnesian War, crossed the Athenian walls as the Spartans laid siege as much as two-thirds of the population died. The symptoms included fever, thirst, bloody throat and tongue, 
red skin and lesions. The disease suspected to have been uh, typhoid fever weakened the Athenians significantly and was a significant factor in their defeat by the Spartans. So one thing is interesting to look at all of the the symptoms. You know, so again, if you get away from the scary words and disease concepts that have been put upon these ideas, let's look at the symptoms. From the symptoms, we can have a better understanding of what is going on and and then a deeper understanding of what went wrong in terms of what didn't happen that caused this kind of elimination to turn fatal. And so you got your fe- your fever, thirst, bloody throat and tongue. The body is always trying to eliminate and to put you back together. So the, the sickest among us still had the ability to have a fever as a last-ditch last effort. Thirst, the lesions on the skin, the stuff try, trying to eliminate from a very, very toxic, toxic people and person. In 165 A.D., the Antonine Plague, possibly an early appearance of smallpox that, beca- uh, that began with the Huns. The Huns then infected the Germans, who passed it to the Romans, and then returning troops spread it throughout the Roman Empire. Symptoms including fever, sore throat, diarrhea, and if the patient lived long enough, pus-filled sores. All right. Again, what's happening? Elimination. The body is trying to eliminate and throw off whatever has, it's come into contact with that it doesn't like. But with people too permeated with waste, not knowing the principles of cleansing, fasting, so on and so forth, there's going to be a lot of casualties. 250 A.D., Cyprian Plague, 541 A.D., Justinian Plague, it's kind of interesting. First appeared in Egypt. This Justinian plague spread through Palestine and the Byzantine Empire and then throughout the Mediterranean. The plague changed the course of the empire, squelching Emperor Justinian's plans to bring the Roman Empire uh, back together and causing massive economic struggle. It is also credited with creating an apocalyptic atmosphere that spurred the rapid spread of Christianity. So that's all very interesting stuff. You know, a lot of people don't know the, you know, I I always uh, challenge people to know the history of your belief system. Whatever your belief, whatever you believe in that, that's what you believe in. So I don't, I, I, I generally avoid getting into discussions of trying to uh, influence beliefs, spiritual belief systems and that, because I, I don't want that karma. Generally speaking, when a lot of people are trying to recruit people to believe what they believe uh, in, the, in these spiritual circles, uh, there is a massive ego process involved or a process of the more people that I can have believe what I believe, then I feel now then I'll feel comfortable with it. I could care less if anybody believes any of my spiritual belief systems and I I just I really could care less. I don't want that karma on me. But anyway, it's interesting that historically speaking 
when the fear pops up, here comes an opportunity to use whether it's religion or in the case like today, if it's a scientific, whatever it is that can with with death happening, people that want to control and manipulate step in. And if you say manufacture or engineer consent, consent of the masses to do the bidding of whoever is at the top of that. And it's happened back then and it's happening now. And we have to take a really serious look at that so that we don't end up uh, enslaved, <laughs> put it like this, so we don't end up more enslaved than we already are. But when, that, when the fear, when people get scared, they can't wait to give away their freedom. That's what I see. And I don't see enough people outraged about what's happened over the past five, six days, seven days, couple months. There is a bipartisan people on all sides of the so-called aisle. That's what's dangerous about this time period, this thing that we're going in right now. There is affirmative consent on, on people who are usually against one another. They're so fearful that, they're, that many of them are aligning and simultaneously just allowing and saying, in fact, asking to have their freedom taken away. Please, please can't you please lock me in my house? Please take my freedom away. Now I know that that's uh, a little you know it's, it's saying that extreme to kind of make a point because there are people that saying wait a minute this ain't this isn't cool. Of course there's dissent, but not enough. And and the voices that generally are supposed to be the ones that are leading that kind of dissent and, and making these I'm not hearing nothing from them on that because they're scared and they think it's okay to you know to have this kind of control happening for them to ban uh ban mask I mean that's not even so-called constitutional in the United States uh uh, as Michael would say, the uh, in the in the corporate in the corporation, the United States corporation, it's not even not even supposed to be able to do that. They are in the in state of Ohio. The governor is in the process of putting legislation in place that will ban, make it illegal for large groups of people to get together. And no one's outraged. No one is. It's just everybody saying, "Hey, I guess that's what we got to do because we're scared." And there's a couple confirmed, they, they've confirmed a couple cases of coronavirus in Ohio, which, you know, and you have a conversation with Brother Air, and, you know, then you'd say, well, that's your problem right there, the diagnosis, first and foremost. But, okay, because there's a couple people in Ohio that have been diagnosed with, uh, with this COVID-19, they're canceling everything. Uh, the major universities, and I know this is happening all over the place. I think you know all the major universities across the country are canceling all the lectures, performances, in-person things, a lot of the sporting activities, any concerts, all that kind of stuff. Moving education to the online sphere. So this is really the first time anything like this has happened, where across the country they've just just 
these colleges just said, ah, we're done. You know, looking over at brothers and sisters in, in Italy, man, they're locking people, <laughs> locking people, you know, in China, China, locking people in their homes and uh, which I was going to get to keep on moving on. I get well from the only other part for the, the Justinian, you know, when when these things happen, you know, the, uh, the economic collapse and we're seeing some serious economic kind of uh, repercussions as a result of whether this uh well i mean really what is a manufactured uh uh fear this this just overblown fear um the 11th century leprosy let's see i'm gonna just keep let me get down to the black death in 1350 because this is a great case study uh so 1350 a.d the black death was responsible for death of one-third of the world population. The second appearance of the bubonic plague uh, possibly started in Asia. Theorizations of that. The Black Death, uh, what's the actual numbers? <clears throat> Estimated 75 to 2 million people in uh, Eurasia, peaking in Europe from 1347 to 1351. Well, 20 million people dying from something that if people weren't fit because again look at these populations this analysis is you're not going to hear this from most anybody else these populations that that deal with this plague what are they eating what's their what's the lifestyle like is it in line with nature is it a, a mucus free or mucus lean kind of reality or were they eating filth living in filth Pre, pre, you know, because in this time in Europe, there wasn't a hygiene type of thing. So literally living in feces, throwing, you know, feces out on the streets. And uh, and so living in, in such filth, putting such filth in one's body. What does Mother Nature do? Mother Nature exacts judgment. And the judgment was to eliminate you know, over 20 million people, a third of the world population. So, so one of the things, and I could, I could go on, uh, we've probably talked enough about the, I mean, you can do a whole thing just talking about the history of these pandemics. 1492, the filthiest people on planet earth come over to the Caribbean and bring all their little nastiness, all the smallpox, measles, bubonic, they bring it all and people who at least for generations had lived a much closer lifestyle in terms of what they were eating to something natural. They were still eating pus and mucus, but nothing remotely comparable to the European diet. They didn't stand a chance. The research suggested over 56 million native peoples in the Americas, uh, died as a, as a result of these ailments brought over, these these little little critters brought over from the filthiest people to have ever walked and lived besides us, you know. But before us, there were there were the filthiest of their time. They they get the the filthy human award uh, that would be would be those folks. And like we've said before. Why people don't make that connection is because in a pus and mucus based society and world, 
that is based in this insanity, the filthiest of us are the ones that appear to win. They are the ones that appear to be in power or that able to, the filthiest, not the cleanest, not the most rational, not the most empathetic, the filthiest, nastiest are the ones that find themselves in positions of power and domination. And when you have the combination of, of the filthiest running the show, slavery, intentional genocide, rape and pillage, is the name of the game. And we have to understand that because we're going to have to have a new analysis of power dynamics moving forward to understand how we can create a peaceful society, a peaceful nation of people, yet still be able to defend ourselves from the filthiest of the species and this is where we have to be rational this is where having a a naive view of reality is problematic and there's a number of people sort of in the historic countercultural back to nature renaissance movement that things got very naive uh the that this sort of the you know the love and there you know it's just all love and everything you gotta we gotta defend ourselves so you so yeah unless you're ready to and even then i mean you're still not safe but there's re, the the practice and tradition of renouncing worldliness renouncing the society you know that's that's a word that i recommend studying renunciation renouncing renounce letting letting go of leaving the society i am i mean i'm an advocate of that but that's something that uh it's not popular right now uh and so i don't i you know i just don't even get into that but unless you're prepared to radically renounce society and you can find safe haven someplace which honestly does not really does not really exist there's a lot of places that you think that you could go and set you know kind of go live and set something up but if you don't do it the right way and you don't protect yourself or you think that you can just kind of go off and do what you want to do and be peaceful you know see how did that work out for a number of native peoples that were just tossed on some land take their land was stolen and we'll toss them over here yeah, you can do whatever you want on your land. Yeah, ha. Huh? Just don't bother us. But this land isn't fertile. We can't We used to grow things where we were before and we had animals and you know, we would, we can't do anything on this land. Are you talking to us? We don't care. Shut up. Are you you're wasting don't just get on your land and shut up. I don't care. This you know that that's that's the pus and mucus. You know that 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 is the the greediness, the filth and that's the filth that's running the show. We have to understand that and we should be able to identify it. Because laying blame on people that, that it, it, there's a waste of energy to put blame in the wrong places. And, and that's one reason why I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm, 
I'm not a big fan of, a, of many of the uh, so-called conspiracy theories. There is a lot of wasted energy of trying to put blame on a particular group of people or a particular person. Let's blame the foundation. Because even if it is a group of people or a person that is causing some kind of chaos in the world, these people or persons are eating something and it's not fruits and green leafy vegetables. It's pus and mucus forming foods. And along with that comes in all of the most disgusting thoughts disgusting desires the deplorable behavior and so instead of putting all this energy to blame these figureheads which to me is a total waste of time and energy let's blame what those figureheads and those people eat why not why not it's a total waste of time what do you you're not going to do anything you ain't doing nothing to bill gates Crying about him is not going to get you anywhere. Crying about any of these guys or gals. But understanding that whoever is involved is d- dies of the same afflictions that the people that they oppress die from. As Brother Air says, you can't complain about your oppressor. You can't complain about the Bill Gateses and the... Donald Trump's and the Hillary Clinton's and the Congress and you can't don't you don't you dare complain about them and you eat exactly like them you live like them or you want to live like them clean yourself up when you show up and cleanliness and you have the power of cleanliness at your disposal as brother said years ago you just lay claim like this is ours now this 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 is ours because if you get out of the way and let the, and let the filthy take care of the filthy, then we will inherit. What's the, what's the phrase? The meek will inherit the earth. You know these things are real, but people don't they don't they don't understand the component and the central component that diet plays and and life just lifestyle in general, but what you decide to put into your body. It, it just it's such a crucial element of all of this these things that happen so again you can go through all the the great plague of london 1665 1870 the first cholera pandemic 1918 spanish flu 1957 asian flu uh, 1981 hiv aids 35 million people worldwide that was diagnosed So my point with that is to understand we need not be hysterical. Nothing is new here. Mother Nature is going to do what Mother Nature does. Our job and our effort needs to be on getting ourselves together, cleaning ourselves up that so we stand the best chance of survival. I'm not going to tell you that everybody's going to make it going down this path. There are, there's going to be casualties. I'm not going to be one of them people that just tries to sugarcoat it and say, oh, it's, it's just love. And all you got to do is just eat the right food. Everything is going to be beautiful and we will live and forever and it will be all beautiful. 
I'd sell a lot more books. I'd get a lot of views if I put that type of thing out there. But it's a waste of energy. It's a waste of time. We got to be serious about and understand. You know, this is it's like this is honestly mucus diet healing system is a warrior path in 2020. And it's a hard message to sometimes get around because not because a lot of people that come in that that have come over here either because of their health issues or whatever they they didn't weren't necessarily born with the orientation of the warrior mentality but they're put into a situation where you gotta now you're being pushed into that we're warriors out here and it's a war of cleanliness versus filthiness and it's starting inside of us but what happens inside is going to be reflected on the outside. And so now you, you got to deal with, with, with all of the negativity of people trying to tell you this misinformation, disinformation and stuff, you know, and, and now what's going on where they're going to start imposing curfews saying, oh, oh, you can't go here. You can't do this. They're exercising their control, whether it lasts for a long time or not the fact that they they exercise to let you know that at any point we can show up and we can tell you what to do if we want to that's what a lot of this represents to me they're let it's you 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 get a moment to see where this all could go and if we don't become cognizant and we don't fight as warriors before we know it, they're going to be coming to our front door knocking with guns and a, a gun in one hand and a syringe in the other. And whether you like it or not, where's your, where's your kids at? We, we, you know, bend over. We got something for you. The governor said it's law. You're law-abiding citizen, aren't you? Bend over and take this vaccine. It's mandated by law. That's what's scary. That's what we should be scared about or concerned about if we're going to be scared of anything, if we're going to be have any kind of energy go out to this. Let's put it there. See, they understand transition. They've been transitioning us, manufacturing consent over time. So if they did do this next week, tomorrow next month i think the masses of what i'm seeing because i'm very disappointed in humanity right now at their response and the things that are happening today because nobody is seeing this or very few i mean you are you we're all we're connected y'all know what's going on but i'm talking about outside of our small little uh little group our tight-knit group of little family here outside of that these folks are clueless and they're ready for any, they're ready for whatever. Lock me in my house. As soon as you guys have the vaccine, because that's the other thing, you know, they're going to hold on to release of the vaccine for a couple months and say, oh, it's going to take two to three months to make it. Once they, and then once that hits the market, woo wee, people, people will be begging for it. Oh, give me that. Give me that poison. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for poisoning me. Thank you. That's what's going on here. That's what we should be outraged about. So what is a coronavirus? Coronavirus is a group of viruses that 
uh, and this is from uh, this is off the wick the Wikipedia. So we'll we'll evaluate this as viruses that cause cause diseases in mammals and birds in humans. Coronaviruses cause respiratory tract infections that are typically mild, such as um, some cases of the common cold. And then there's rarer forms uh, such as SARS, MERS and COVID-19. And of course, the COVID-19 is kind of what the uh, the the new novel strain, as they say, is is all about this, uh, or they named it the COVID-19. Uh, coronaviruses were first discovered in the 1960s, and uh, they occur among close contact via respiratory droplets uh, generated by sneezing and coughing. When you're clean enough, that is the natural immunity to whatever, whatever this, this, these things are. As of the 12th of March, 2020, there have been four, 4,717 deaths that have been attributed to the COVID-19 virus and over 127,000 cases that have been attributed that are confirmed that are confirmed cases uh, of the coronavirus pneumonia outbreak and let's take a look at the symptoms Fever, cough, shortness of breath, fatigue, runny nose, sore throat, headache, body aches, diarrhea. Those look awful lot like cold and flu-like symptoms. Well, what happens? Why does it lead to death? Well, death rates are far higher in older folks. So people 60 years old and older account for more than, in China, accounted for more than 80% of the deaths that has been attributed to the COVID-19, according to a major study in the Journal of American Medical Association. But let's put this into perspective. So if you look at death rate, so in 2016, there was 57 million people died. And what are the top causes of death? You look at, well, 2017, there was... uh, Almost 18 million people died of cardiovascular disease. Almost 10 million people from cancers. Almost 4 million people of respiratory diseases. Almost 3 million respiratory infections. 3 million of dementia. Over 2 million digestive diseases. And then just on down, <clears throat> neonatal diseases, uh, diabetes, liver diseases. Ro- ro- then you get the road injuries. One one point two million, and uh, and then on down. So, cardiovascular disease. I mean, all all, I mean, all of all these. I mean, so all the way. I mean, you don't really get to the uh, the external man-made, you know, road uh, road injuries. Almost a million suicides, a thousand homicides. So, cardiovascular disease, number one cause of death is incredibly preventable if you are eating a diet in line with nature's rules respiratory diseases that's the theme all of these diseases pus and mucus is observable constipation is observable the body being permeated with waste from head to toe you don't have to have a degree to to observe that or talk to you know, if you if you have family members that that went down those roads, you saw what was happening. 
you saw what what they were being fed or maybe what you were feeding them if you didn't know. And so if 18 million people died of cardiovascular disease, where where is all of the the intensity and that and the fear and the outrage and the the hysteria about that? Where is the national emergency declaration for that? Where's the curfew for that? Where's the banning of cardiovascular disease producing foods? But as soon as we have a scare of a, of a handful of people passed away, and now I know a lot of us, you know, we have friends and family that have no interest in the lifestyle that we're doing, that may be encumbered, and that may be more susceptible to the trigger that is a virus. Trigger for what? Trigger for elimination. So we don't deny that viruses exist, but we have to put it in the proper context. What is it doing? Depending on your physiology, depending on how encumbered you are, what kind of toxic waste you have up in you is going to determine the nature of your elimination when you come into contact with a foreign body that your body doesn't appreciate and wants to get get rid of. That's na- nature's triggering. So if you look at it from the natural standpoint, that's, na- that's Mother Nature's way of, here you go, here, here's something to help you out. So right now, with the coronavirus, they don't have... Uh, anything to give people yet there's really no treatment for it if you look it up right now it just they they have all these preventions say oh wash your hands and do the hand sanitizer and and you know don't cough on people and you know just sort of all the basic stuff that you they tell you to do when you're in kindergarten Uh, that's all they really have for you so if you get diagnosed with this they don't have a drug for it yet if you get diagnosed with this your only hope or the or put it like this: the a lot of people will be okay, even not doing anything that smart, like checking out the mucus diet healing system. But if you want to ensure your best chance, whether you're diagnosed with anything or not, if you want to ensure your best chance of survival, you better understand and get into Arnold Eric's mucus diet healing system, the fasting methodology, enemas, detox, eliminate. If you want to study some herbology, then, then you, you can go ahead, and d- go ahead and do that. But at the foundation, better be mucus-free eating. Better get, get rid of that. Get rid of that cheese. Get rid of that dairy. Get rid of them fishes and that tuna. Throw that in the garbage. Get you some fruits and vegetables. Get an enema bag. Get some lemons. And get ready for some elimination. Get ready to go through some elimination. Practice the system practice the elimination let your body go through that elimination now this is i guess i should make the disclaimer that's my opinion uh this isn't medical advice it's my opinion you do you do whatever you want to do my recommendation is check out the mucus diet healing system and and particular and what's particularly interesting to me about this situation is because they don't have anything to give you this for right now they will in a couple months they're going to whip up some drugs to and so when you say hey you know I got this virus they'll pump you with something but right now they don't have nothing for you. So this is a great opportunity to check out the mucus diet healing system. 
go down this road because they literally don't have anything for you. They don't have anything to sell you right now other than fear. So come on over here. Check out the Mucus Diet Healing System and get serious about it. Get serious about the practice. It ain't enough. Just read it. Get serious about it. Harness that. You know, if you you know, I understand what to do with 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 the fear or anger or all these things. You know, harness that. Put that into your practice. That's what I don't think people don't understand about sometimes some of the more hardcore approaches that you know I either had in the past or Brother Air or something. You know, there we've had an ability to harness after seeing how bad and and evil people and things can be in the world, how nasty and filthy it is. Instead of being mad all the time, instead of putting, you know, it's like, what do you do with this energy? You know, there's, there's anger, frustration, sadness, guilt, all of these different emotions. Mastering practice of the mucus's diet is going to help you master these emotions and learn how to channel channel that energy into cleaning yourself up channel the rage if you have it you know if you're because a lot of us you know i sometimes i'd like to see a little bit more of that rage that can be channeled in this direction but because if you're looking out in the world and you're not you're not uh you're, you're okay with everything and of course yeah there's there's a number of philosophical belief systems and religious belief systems where that's sort of the core the the uh the indifference you're you're supposed to be indifferent and to to sort of ignore not not partake in the drama of it all because uh we are just, just spiritual vessels and we're not supposed to we can disconnect from from it all i'm saying that this is about survival so you can be as, as spiritual as you think you want to be. That won't prevent a bomb from taking you and your family out and your bloodline. That won't prevent you know, any number of pus-based behaviors affecting your life. So like I said before, unless you are prepared to renounce society and go off to some place and hide yourself and live in peace and harmony in the mountains alone, then, as Martin Luther King said, you know, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. But our innovation, what we bring to the table is to say, if you want to change governmental systems, if you want to change all of this kind of stuff, before you can have a serious conversation about changing these things, you got to clean yourself up. We have to clean ourselves up period because we will replicate simply i mean that's what happens over and over again through history revolution of course you can overthrow the government you get a uh, uh, you organize enough you get enough people educated and and outraged you can create an uprising overthrow the government and then put yourself into power put your family or your team into power then what the same thing happens over again. Why do you think it would be any different with you in power? Won't be. If you're eating the same thing that the people you just dominated are eating, or if you're eating worse than them, it's even going to be worse. 
So right now, the focus needs to be on transforming your physiology. Put that energy, put that time, put all of that, that the, mental, the mental capacity, put that into this. Put that into physiological liberation. It's going to test your patience. It's going to test your mental faculties. It's going to test your faith. It's going to test everything. But is freedom worth the test? So that brings us to, as I've already talked about a few times, the coronavirus hysteria. And our brothers and sisters in Italy, you know, I want to kind (laughs) of, you know, I hope everybody's doing all right. That's insane that they've locked down 16 million people, closed all the bars, restaurants, which is an interesting I mean, it's like a it's like a mother nature timeout, <laughs> you know, that where it's like, again, you know, people making fun of us because because we may take two weeks or maybe even a month to fast and to heal ourselves at some point in our transition when our body wants us to do it. Yet we're ridiculed and made to feel bad, but a little flu is going around and you lock down 16 million people saying you can't come out and play you're in you're it's like you're you're in trouble you can't come out and play well well where's all of the having fun and you only live once now you're not allowed to come out of your house what every two days you you may be allowed to go to the store put the priorities see i make this point because we have to this is a consciousness and we have to prioritize have a have a rational prioritization When you put the priority and the emphasis on the cleansing process, you put that at the center of your life. When this stuff happens, it doesn't even, it doesn't even register. You're not running scared that you're going to catch something. You, but you earn that and you earn that by doing the things that all of those folks now that are so complicit in just, ah, just take my freedom away. I'm all right because I'm safer. Those are the people that were making fun of you or threatening to fire you because you wanted to take a couple weeks off because you needed to go through a cleansing process. We have to understand this. We have to understand that it's rational to, that we have to construct a new priority list. So the priority of you know, work, working yourself to death, literally, you know, we need to that we need to change that. <laughs> it needs to be about cleansing yourself to life and to create environments where when somebody needs to take time to go through an elimination, they can be comfortable, provide comfort to them, not pressure to hurry up. Hurry up and heal and get back to work. That's a pus and mucus based society that's cr- that's created that. And I know a lot of us are in it. And that's why that's where the war, that's what I'm talking about being the warriors and revolutionaries. If you're on this path, and I know a lot of you didn't didn't want that. You didn't sign up to be a revolutionary. You didn't sign up to be a warrior. But you found yourself here anyway. And you're here for a reason. And I think it's it's within you to do what you need to do. To overcome the the, the social isolation that you might have to deal with or the ridicule, or unfair bosses getting on you for 
not being here or or a school principal saying that we're going to expel you unless you give us a doctor's note. Say, well, I don't go to doctors. Well, then we're going to expel you. That we're warriors because we are dealing with all of these things. As we come together and we support each other, we get more powerful because we are able to come together. But that's that's a process. That's something that's happening over time. There was only a few of us, you know, when I got into it, and it was even less when Brother Air was doing it, his thing. When I got into it, I was at school. And in true story, the way that I dealt with, I just had such a conviction and, and an attitude, the way, the way that I, my attitude about school wasn't, I'm not there to serve them. They're there to serve me. I'm paying them to educate me. If I need to take some time off to cleanse, you better not try to tell me nothing. I don't want to hear nothing. I treated them like my employees res- with respect. But most people that go to school don't have that kind of mentality. So when I needed to take some time off of school, I, I gave a couple, in the early years, I gave a couple professors of mucus, copies of the Mucus Dye book. I said, I know in your syllabus, if you're going to miss several days of school, your policy is to come in here with a signed, something signed from a doctor. I don't go to doctors. So I can't get something signed for you. I practice a mucus's diet healing system and I would hand, I handed them a, a copy of the book. I never had any issues because I came correct. I did I didn't come in there sheepish and uh uh, uh, uh professor so and so um I I I don't you know I know that I'm supposed to come in with the doctor's note but I'm I'm going to have to miss a few days of school cuz I'm I'm going through something. And I don't I don't really go to doctors and, you know, so if, if it's OK, you know, I hope it's OK with you. Nope, not none of that. None of that type of attitude because that that won't be respected. That'll be taken right on out there. That's weakness. You say, oh, because they'll come right back and say, well, it's my policy and it's so it's my so whatever. So I'm sorry, you you whatever. If you come correct, not, and at no point was I ever mean or anything like that. Just assertive, and it's it's the dynamic that's created. That dynamic of you know there's it's all there's all respect, so there's no I'm not angry, I'm not not mean. I'm just saying I'm taking ownership of my realm, and I'm letting them know how this is going to go. That I'm going to miss some school. I I will get the work done that needs to be done, but I'm going to miss some classes. And you're not going to receive a doctor's note because I practice mucus diet hearing healing system. Here's a copy of the book. And I never had one problem with any of the professors that I did that with. But that's part of the warrior the warrior aspect of you know having that kind of attitude, having that, you know, I walked in every time I walked into school mentally I was going into a battlefield because at every turn, you know, someone wanted to, uh, you know, tear you down, mess with you emotionally, control you, get you to think the way they want you to think from the students to the faculty to whatever it is, what it is. You practice in this lifestyle, you go down this road, you go into some of these institutions that were built 
on the shoulders of pus and mucus based living it is what it is you you're gonna you know you you are in that environment and then until we build and another thing for me so instead of spending so much energy complaining about it which of course we complain about it but we don't spend all of our energy complaining about all of the maladies of the world we're trying to build what we want to see live like and then build build our community build our nation from the ground up because if you are not comfortable with where you found yourself then join something else build something else so we're consciously building something else but as we transition into that you know it's 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 that that warrior's mentality is what's going to take us into realizing these goals so i think we've i think i've made my point or my points about all this we have to be concerned engaged research you know research study this stuff so we can artic- be articulate you know and understand and see what's going on the manufacturing of consent there's the engineering of consent it was a essay by edward uh, Bernays from 1947 and which sort of just identifies the phenomenon of using an engineering approach to con- control and manipulate the knowledge and the opinions of people so it's sort of this idea of using scientific principles to uh, get people to uh, support a particular idea or something like that the engineering of consent uh but then there is uh which is a a, a whole kind of different document in and uh and deals with things in a different way the manufacturing of consent uh then i recommend that book political uh manufacturing consent political economy of mass media of uh, uh by uh, edward herman and noam chomsky and there's actually there's a, a, a hip little documentary uh, manufacturing consent Noam Chomsky in the media of 1992. Highly recommend watching that. And uh, I've watched that a number of years ago. Uh, and and there's a bunch of things that like if that gets you interested, because I, I recommend those kind of see social scientific. There's some really good social scientific documentaries that get into these ideas to start to unlock and break down the brainwashing, the orientation, the pus and mucus based brainwashing and orientation that we were brought up with to learn how to look at these things, uh, deconstruct our realities and see through all of the, uh, the, the way the media is working, the advertising, the uh, rolling down the street, see the, the seeing, you know, talking about the manufacturing of consent. I mean, you the dairy and the meat industries are just masters at that. The way that they make you feel good, they have fa- they can find ways to to make you believe that it's in the animal's best interest for the animal to be slaughtered for you. That that is God's plan. That is the nation's plan. They have a way of convincing you 
getting at you when you're young, supporting and nurturing that belief system as you grow. They've mastered that. The internet threw a little bit of a monkey wrench into that, but they're still very successful. And until you start to put effort into undoing, and to me that this kind of study goes hand in hand with practicing the mucus's diet healing system, undoing the all of this brainwashing, all of this orientation that we have that is so problematic, just totally pus-based, that is... Uh, it goes perfect with practicing the mucus's diet. I mean, it's it's fun. I mean, that was really fun for me in the early years where, uh, you know, I'd be in a, a couple day fast and just feeling good. You know, pop on a couple documentaries like the you know the Noam Chomsky documentary or or any kind of you know those kind of documentaries. There's ones that do uh, analysis of of advertising and analysis of the kind of TV shows and all the this all that stuff is good. And you know, start then you get into your science documentaries, get into whatever, just study all that stuff, become educated, but authentically educated, where you can think for yourself. You're not just filled with not to just be filled with a bunch of things that people told you, but to analyze, work through concepts and ideas and experiences yourself and come up with unique and brand new perspectives that are yours authentically yours i'm an advocate for that i really want to see uh so much more of that and so i'm gonna transition toward the end there was a clip of uh you know dr morris talked a little bit about the coronavirus and play just a couple seconds of, of him talking basically about elimination you know you always hear us talking about elimination the body is all about elimination and uh and i think this is a, a good little clip here so here's here's dr robert morris this is from his uh youtube channel this is about elimination cold and flus are about elimination and detoxification and look at all the panic and fear Buying face masks, which don't work. I mean, you're talking about particles that come in and out as as the as the wind blows down the river. Who cares? What is the message in the bottle here? What's the message to the inhabitants of planet Earth here when it comes to the coronavirus or any viral load or any pan epidemic? What is the message here? Start taking care of your health. You're going to suffer in relationship to the level of acidosis and toxicity that you created in your body and your parents set you up for. This is what you're going to suffer with. You're not suffering from some mysterious crap that doesn't exist. You're suffering from what you created. And some of these people are majorly toxic. Drinking milk all their lives, eating cheese all their lives, eating proteins all their lives. Every time they get a body's trying to heal itself, they take an antibiotic or something. They run to a medical doctor. Yeah, when you come to us in a lifetime of doing that, and you come to us because you're, you 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 now been diagnosed. Hey, you got you got a month or two. That that's it. We're sorry. And you come mm. running to us after you've done that, mm. Mm. and you expect us to just write a magic wand and you're done. You're cured. Mm. You're going to be working for your health when you're that level. You're going to yeah. be working for this. You're going to be retracing. You're going to be backing up 
that road you just walked down because you walked down the wrong road. The right road is over here to the mm. right. You took the left fork. Now you got to walk back up this road, clean it up, and kind of going down the right road. And yeah. that's the road we're going to put your feet on, right? Amen. Wade in the water. Wade in the water, children. Woo. Come on now. Now get an amen. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. See, there's a, there's a couple, there's a few of us out here that understand what's happening. It's not going to be tricked and bamboozled into consent. T please, please, Mr. Officer, Mr. Governor, Mr. President, take my freedom from me. Oh, please, can can you give me a vaccine? I would appreciate it. Can you? Oh, you you want me to be in my home by 9 p.m.? Okay, I will do that. Thank you for protecting me, Mr. Governor. Now, we out here, we some warriors. Come on now. We got to get it together. And, and, it's, and the foundation is cleanliness. It's about the work, the work that we got to do. So games are over. Like I said, all of the, this, we're the janitors of the world. We're the janitors of our bloodline. The party is over. Stop thinking that that it's all fun and games out here. This we have work to do. We have a job to do, which is to clean ourselves up, clean up our bloodline. We clean up our bloodline. We in turn clean up the earth. We clean up our environments. It cre it will create that effect. That domino effect of cleanliness. So instead of having fake cleanliness that some people have in some households or, or societies where everything is really trimmed and, 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 and there's no garbage anywhere and everything's all picked up, that's a fake cleanliness because the people that are on the other side of that are filthy. And and when I you know, and when we talk about kind of the us them dynamic, we do so as folks coming from that and so so it's a it's a message that sometimes you you have to be a little more intense for someone to hear you to get all of the, the wax in the ears and breaking through the addiction you have a little intensity to say hey wake up you got to be a little assertive but we don't forget at any moment that we come from that we come from the pizza and the hot dogs and the whatever, the rack of lamb. We come from that reality. So when we're intense saying, look, get it together, it's consciousness on patrol. Cops, cop, consciousness on patrol. Con you know, wake, wake up, join us, join conscious. You know, put down the, you know, <laughs> say put down the cheeseburger and step away from the French fries. You know, say you have the right to remain alive and you have the right to remain free. Don't hand your freedom over because you don't want to follow the rules of the earth, the physiological, biochemical rules. Don't hand over your freedom. So with that. I think I'm going to close off this episode. I appreciate you for tuning in. If you got this far, you got to share this. Share it, and I appreciate you doing so. 
to get this as as far and wide as possible, I'm under no illusion that this current generation, uh, you know, I don't know how far the information goes, but the message stands the test of time. And I have a feeling that this video, along with other, or an audio, along with other things that we've done, that gener there's one or two generations in the future are going to find incredible value from this information and these things that we've created. Incredible value. And, and so for, the, for other folks out here, and even sometimes for myself, I have to, I have to understand that. Because, and, and from the beginning of doing a lot of things, I've, I've understood that and I've had that vision. I've known, I mean, I'm surprised that as many people are interested as they are now in 2020. Because that's been a little bit quicker than, uh, than I even anticipated, which is great. But at the same time, you know, we're, when you put up the number of people that are interested in what we're talking about versus the, uh, you know, Kim Kardashian and Stephen Colbert or whoever, you know, that, that this, this isn't, you know, Dr. Oz, you know, that there's folks are going, going to go in that direction by the millions, by the, by the herd to see, Oh, what's, what's Dr. Oz have to say about, about the coronavirus? You know, what, what should we be doing? Dr. Oz, you know what? I mean, I mean, that's the, <laughs> you know, the wizard of Oz, you know, what's behind the curtain there. You know, that's, I mean, that's just too obvious. That's, that's a ridiculous, his name is Oz, you know, anyway, <clears throat> but we have to, as warriors, I think if there's a theme that I saw develop, and I hadn't even thought, really thought of that until I started talking in that emerge. And that's a message that I think a lot of us need to hear again. And sometimes you don't hear me get that as intense as maybe you've heard me in this particular recording, but I do what's needed in the time. And so right now, a firm message, it needs to be very clear. It needs to be firm. And we need to understand who we are and what we're doing and and accept that role, accept the role of uh, the warriors. And when you say warrior, see, there's different type. They're not all warriors kill. Not all warriors. You know, there's different types of wars. You know, so this is this is a, a peace war, a, a war of love. But, you know, we're not it's not you know yet a yet a war nonetheless that demands steadfastness of intention a certain you know un, unshakable approach to life and process you know that that's how this lifestyle develops your character over time you know if you you long you hold this long enough and you go down this road you and allow yourself to develop and evolve into a whoever you're going to become you know that that's going to be a, a very hardcore interesting individual which is a good thing in my opinion you know because that's once because once we get over that first hump of just getting ourselves together and if we do have custody of other people in our orbit doing what we can to help them but once we get that first, that's like the first step. Then it's on to dealing with 
the bloodline, the next generation, and the and and setting things up so that several generations it, it, that we have this upward spiral. But that level of vision, that thought, uh, you know, we we I just encourage folks to get to that and to understand that that it's it's not it's not all about you. It's all about your blood, but it ain't all about you. What can you do for your blood? What can you do for your bloodline to clean it up and to give it a chance, to give it a chance to thrive, to give it a chance to not know what disease is, to not know or, or, wor- or to ever have a thought to worry about any of these things that we're worrying about and dealing with and trying to heal. What a gift you could give to your bloodline, to your children, your children's children, a gift, gift of health, gift of cleanliness, so that the worries they have, we wouldn't even be able to relate to. They'll be worrying. They'll be worrying about stuff, but it won't be and dealing with things. But it won't be what we're dealing with. It'll be a whole different level. Are you strong enough to give that gift and to understand that in order to do that? And one thing I guess I'd say with. <sighs> With this energy, you know, and sometimes when I talk with that kind of intensity and really, you know, let let the emotion come through, don't connect that energy with this push to be extreme. I think that is where a lot of people misinterpret that th- th- this energy because they associate that kind of emotion and energy with this and and that kind of urgency with doing drastic things and my message why i'm always saying get into the mucus's diet healing system book get into the methodology put the energy into that but but if you're actually following the methods it will train you to be gentle it will train you to be methodical and so i think there is a uh there's a disconnect there so if you hear you know brother air you know when or myself when we start getting kind of emotional or intense about certain things that doesn't mean that you need to respond to that with uh, with an an extreme practice the practice itself is what is needed i'm not saying that we need an extreme practice i'm saying that we need to practice period and when you deal with the practice and you deal with it in a sustainable way that allows you to deal with it for years and years and then pass it on for generations that is where we want to put that energy and that intention and that time and that effort and the urgency because there is an urgency today we got to get get going get going right now but we got to be rational any tendency to be extreme with something or you know we got to we got to rein that in so in closing i want to thank you so much for tuning in tell a friend to tell a friend you know share this information with those that you think are ready uh, that, that need to hear it or can accept the message and understand what, what's happening here. And uh, uh, if you're interested in Mucus Free Life and our books and all that 
good stuff look down below we have links for uh, all that you get the our uh, if you haven't joined the mailing list yet you can do that uh, link down below uh, and get your free gifts uh, menu menu guide mucus free men introduction to mucus free menu planning as well as the uh, free recipes and all that good stuff down there but uh, I really want to thank you if you made it this far through, through here I, I'm impressed and, uh, and, and we're gonna change this world let's weather this storm I'll probably do some more videos or discussions on this topic we'll, I'll see how folks respond to this if you liked this podcast or video please uh, leave a comment and let me know <laughs> what you thought or share some of your thoughts uh, which is always uh, always a good thing so uh so yeah it was uh like I said, it's been a privilege and a pleasure to uh get some of these this these things off my chest because i was i've been thinking about this for a while and watching these things going on like man i gotta i gotta say something about this this is getting ridiculous out here and so let's uh let's spread the word and let's work to transform ourselves transform our bloodline transform the planet mucus free is the way to be and that's what's up peace love and breath Thank you.